Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Action Fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. I am your host, Chris the Brain, and joining me, as he always does, my colleague and co-host, Chad Cruz. Well, hello, Mr. Brain, and hello to the mystery guest. Well, the mystery guest will be revealed because he is the winning general manager of the Bulletproof Gladiators competition, the first and probably last. Ryan Campbell is back with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going on. I'm retiring on top brain. It yeah. could have been worse. What if we could have kept going? I would have picked Pedro Pascal. I would have wiped the floor with all of you. you oh, yeah, man. you were you were already uh, doing that. So uh, congratulations on that momentous victory. Uh, again, yeah, it's a one of a kind. Is the check in the mail or what do I, what do I get? What's going on? Here? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's actually, coming by courier gotcha is it a giant one is it at least a big one it it actually might be a bill uh so (laughs) yeah it's it's for all brains time (laughs) the aws bill and yeah so that we'll get that we got that out of the way but let's talk ron cabba you're a very busy man over on bulletproofaction.com i'm glad you had time to join us for this podcast because you've been uh really you've had your handful hands full with the last of us Yes, it's been fantastic. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, or if you didn't play the game, um, definitely check it out. And in short, when I played the game back, it was, I guess, 2013 or whatever. I remember thinking, like, it's a shame that more people won't be able to experience this story. Because, for one, it was a video game. And then, two, it was only on PlayStation. So, like, there's a whole bunch of people that haven't got to experience it. And the show is really close to it. So, I'd definitely check it out. Um, yeah. And then we got Mando starting March 1st. So, I'm... I'm Mandalorian. Oh, man. Ant-Man uh, coming up this weekend. That's right. Uh, and uh, I know I'll be covering Creed 3 for Ooh. the site. So you know, uh, be coming up. one of my, uh, one of those things that, uh, one of those holes in my, in my watching, my film watching cat, uh, what do you, what do you want to say? What do we call that? Catalog? Catalog. My film watching catalog, sorry, um, is the Creed movies. I've never seen any of the Creed movies. Well, good thing you're not covering part three then. I know, isn't that weird? Because I love Rocky, and uh, yeah, just, and they're, they, they're, they're good. Very good. I, I, you know what? Someone covered it, and it just it's going to take me forever to get get back to it to watch it. Yeah, yeah. watching the trailer I, for this newest one, it really makes me want to go back and watch the first two. So, watching a movie that you can't get a post out of is almost it's tough. Unthinkable. It's tough. It is. Uh, so we will have that and. Uh, who knows what else we will have on bulletproofaction.com. But of course, we always encourage you to check it out each and every day. Oh, actually, I do know we have another interview coming up from our uh, international Ooh. correspondent. He, he he reached out again. So that'll be coming up at the end of the month. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Perhaps somebody who 
Mm, was a co-star of the man we are going to be talking about on our show today, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is Underground Fight Month here on the Bulletproof Podcast, courtesy of Chad Cruz. So we are going to be talking Lionheart, but we're going to first take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our discussion of the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Lionheart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, and Ryan Campbell back with you here on the Bulletproof Podcast. And as I said before the break, we are talking Lionheart. Chad, this one released here in our fair country on January 11th, 1991. But this thing was all over the world the year prior with different names everywhere it went. Yeah, normally when a movie has more than one title, I'm hell, more than two titles, you're like, okay, it's probably dog shit. But this is one of the very few movies that has like five or six titles, and it's still a fantastic film. I mean, as you said, released in France in August of 1990 as Full Contact. Then it was released in September of 1990 in the United Kingdom as AWOL, Absent Without Leave. Then in Germany in October of 1990 as Leon. And in Australia in November of 1990 as Wrong Bet. Now, Brain, which of those titles is your favorite? Of the international i think wrong bet wrong bet yeah Yeah. i think i was gonna say that and i was gonna ask which is the least creative leon or lionheart (laughs) i i'm I'm, if you include lionheart i like that the best yes i Um, I agree i kind of like a wall i mean that's it fits full contact is like the most generic of them yes like i mean there's another movie with jerry trimble called full contact as well i mean it's it just that's anything but a wall yeah. makes sense because he does in fact go a wall wrong bet makes sense because that's a line in the movie and it's kind of a spoiler though it is and then obviously leon is is his name and then lionheart is his fighting name so what year did leon the professional come out was that 93 ish possibly i don't know yeah who knows well, I do know this. It was directed by Sheldon Ledich, who is a you know just an action maestro and a great collaborator with Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, and we've seen that several times. But this is the first time he directed him, and uh, you could check out an interview I did with Mister Ledich, uh, and we talked some Lionheart in that of Gwen BulletproofAction.com. But let's get into the movie. It starts off. We're in Los Angeles. We have some saxophone music. Chad Cruz. Ah, beautiful. That's that's always good. I love a good it really gives it that urban setting and that yeah. feel and uh, yeah, and, and there's a lot of saxophones in the urban areas. It just right. gives yeah, it that got... feel, the jazz clubs and whatnot. Come on, you jackass! It's good. And we got we got French speaking. You, you don't know anything. <laughs> got a French and, guy. There's a French dude. Yep. Something Doing I noted a... though is that yes. the, the overall score. For the film is oh, yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's all over the place. You'd mentioned the jazz music. Later on, we've almost got like John Williams like epic themes. There's yes. parts that sound like Indiana Jones, parts that sound yeah. like Star Wars. 
Yeah. You got like a Wizard of Oz kind of classic Hollywood sound going on. It was just all he was in his bag. John Scott, the composer for the film, was just in his bag in this film. The the score is yeah, this is probably the best score. I mean, there's been great Jean-Claude Van Damme song, like the, the Kumite song or so many in the kickboxer. Yeah. But if you just want to talk pure instrumental music, I think Lionheart's the best one of all, all of Van Damme stuff. And it's very memorable because you'll hear uh, maybe not the same songs, but you'll hear things that sound that way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, it's just not as good as Lionheart. Right. It's not as good. Right. And uh, so, yeah, as we mentioned, we, we see this French dude doing this drug deal. We later find out his name is Francois and that he's the brother of Jean-Claude Van Damme's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but they try to pass off uh, sugar instead yeah. of actual drugs. Uh, and the guy... Uh, he, orders him to be set on fire the the main drug dealer and i recognize the main drug dealer from a real craptastic movie called young rebels that i absolutely love mm. that one day we may have to cover but i don't know we'll get to it but i love young rebels it's beautifully awful um so he was in that but yeah so they light this guy on fire which that's a pretty freaking serious thing to do to a person chad Cruz. It is, and if you if you reflect back on how it happened, he this is sugar, and he's like, and this is gasoline, and he like just dumps gasoline and throws a match on him, and we see him run away, kind of flailing. Does not does not follow fire safety while aflame. He doesn't he doesn't stop drop and roll, but right. he is on pavement. He's on concrete. So my question is, how did they even? You know, how was he even alive after mm. that? I mean, he's a tough guy. He, well, yeah, he's a tough one. Been there for a uh, while too. Yeah, I mean, I, who, who, someone had to have put him out, right? You would think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next time we see him, he's in the hospital. We also see his wife and his daughter. Uh, the doctor is there. He doesn't have like the best. You know, there's not much he could say. It's like, yeah. obviously, it's going to take a miracle for him to to come out of this. And even worse, their insurance mm-hmm. has expired. So uh, this is going to be this is going to hurt them in every way possible. This, this family. Um, and we see this, what's rem- what's left of poor Francois calling out for his brother, Leon. Uh, and he says it pretty loud, but I don't think Ryan Gable, he, that Leon could hear it all the way in North Africa. No, no, I, I don't believe so. And Leon is, is like you said, serving in North Africa with the French Legion. Um, when their mail call time is the most important time of the day, uh, the drivers come up and one of them doesn't even try a French accent. Like it isn't even going for it. Um, but yeah, the driver but, who's Greek. No, the other, the, the passenger. That's true. Yeah. He, yeah, oh, you he don't have to be, go, he's got like a Brooklyn French. accent. He's not even going for it. <laughs> it's the right. foreign legion, man. You could be any from right. anywhere. You could be anywhere that exactly. And, and yeah, that's why we have Mustafa will meet and, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a real tapestry of of cultures over there in the French Foreign Legion. But yeah, the driver of that was Stephanos Miltsakakis, a Greek name, obviously. I'm who, glad you, you said re- that. That's pretty good. That's pretty may good. May recall from Cyborg, best yeah. of the best two, the one that we covered here, Fists of Iron. Mm-hmm. I believe he gets in the bar fight with uh, Michael Worth in that one, and T Force, so a great it- PM Entertainment one. And you know what? It's so much fun to watch these uh, these early '90s these uh, martial arts films like this, especially Sheldon Lettich. Like he uses the same guys, you know, several times throughout his career. 
And you see these guys popping up every once in a while. And even if they look familiar, you're like, eh, I think I know who that guy is. And then, you know, a quick, quick swipe over to the uh, IMDb app and you see they're like, oh yeah, I've seen about 15 of his movies. Exactly. <laughs> He's just exactly. never been like a big name in any of them. And uh, we then see that this letter is from uh, Leon's sister-in-law, Helene, and she's basically telling him what happened. So now, obviously, Leon's like, I need to get to L.A. I need to be with my family. Um, he's got six months left with the Legion, but the commanding officer, Chad Cruz, he, he's, he may be the most villainous person in this movie. He's just a jack. He's just mean. He's just cold-hearted, a hard-ass. Yeah, and you know what? I think I think part of that is the you know when you join the French Foreign Legion, the Legion is your new family, right? Mm-hmm. Like you yep. you 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 join the Foreign Legion so you can leave behind everything. It's like the Night Watch, the Night's Watch. It's like the Night's Watch, exactly. For all you uh, Song of Ice and Fire fans out there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things. In in uh, I believe was it a uh, your boy Oliver was the French Foreign Legion. Uh, expert for this film i believe so he did get a, a thanks uh olivier gruner what did i oliver hey whatever <laughs> not oliver kane <laughs> not oliver kane another great guy he, he doesn't know anything about the french foreign legion actually now that i said that he, i'm going to get a message from him and he'll have a history of the french foreign legion did i lose chad cruz I'm still here. There you go. All right. So, uh, Leon's never going to give up his family. Sentenced to two weeks of hard labor. We now get a Billy Blank sighting. Uh, you just mentioned it, Chad. You never know who you're going to see in these early martial arts movies. And obviously, Michelle Kesey as well, who who is going to be a, a main player in this. Uh, the buddy of our Sergeant Hartog, who uh, suggests they put old... J- Leon in the sweat box, but that doesn't quite go so well for them. No, I mean, it's hot enough out there in North Africa and you can see, you know, sweating bullets just being out there working in the sun. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, Leon is, he's, he's starting to get a little perturbed by the whole situation because he's trying to get out of there. I know we've got six months left, but my brother's dying. He could be dead by right. the time I get there. Right. And like you said, the committee officer is just not having it. So, um, they they threatened to throw him in the sweat box, which, I mean, hell, how long could you last in a sweat box before you just die of dehydration? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I like that he, uh, you know, the commanding officer is like, I, you know, we could be at war tomorrow. So he didn't want to lose one guy. But then when he le- loses the guy, he sends two more to go after him. So he's losing three guys. <laughs> That's true. It was never so, about the pending war. No, obviously it wasn't. It's a power There's a few. So, yeah. uh, there's a few <clears throat> assholes in this movie that we actually don't get to see get there. It's one of them we meet here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we we, we we see some of these guys get their comeuppance. Well, that is what action movies are usually good for: is the bad guys yeah. do get their asses whooped. <clears throat> so is yeah, Leon. Yes, is there, sorry. Is there a movie called Comeuppance? Um, I don't that believe be, so, but that there could be a fun be. title. There should be. Yeah, it should have it the Muppets in it. <laughs> uh, it could. Right. Yeah, so it, it definitely could. It probably won't. So yeah, Leon gets out of the whole situation. He he, he fights. He steals a jeep. He runs that thing till it's out of gas. Then he's on foot. Uh, makes it to the coast. 
uh, and yeah, gets on a on a boat that's heading to old the good old U.S. of A. and it's put to work in the boiler room. So this he's so going to sweat no matter what. So he's he doesn't come across like a royal assassin. Or is that a different movie I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think so. It's a John Wick reference, but <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's no. He's not. No. No. He's not a royal assassin. So we've got. Uh, yeah, he's in this boiler room. They're headed to the USA. He's been told they're going to Los Angeles, which is perfect for him, Chad, because that's exactly mm-hmm. where he wants to go. Yeah, how convenient. Um, but except, uh, except when they get to, he, he goes up. He goes up on the deck where he's not supposed to go and sees the very. Uh, familiar or popular or famous i should say skyline that is new york city there's no questioning what that is that's new york city you know it it was like even if if you've never been there you know new york city skyline yeah it was like the same scene that was in uh home alone 2 (laughs) when kevin's like looks out the window and he sees all these buildings he's like that's not miami no it is not he knows Ron Campbell just uh, saw the the New York City skyline, I believe. I, I did. I, I just got to drive social. around it. I didn't get to do too much sightseeing. I was there for work, but to drive across the length of it and then across the George Washington Bridge, I'll have to go back and do some sightseeing. So that was cool. So yeah, he's in New York, not L.A. Um, so he's just wandering the streets of New York City. He's got no money tries to use the payphone, but it's, it's a payphone, meaning you need money. So the operator's having none of it. But this is where everything will change for him, Chad, because he hears a commotion yeah. nearby. He does. You know, what, what any person would do when they hear a commotion, they see a group of people cheering and yelling in a circle. Um, you go check it out. And, and you know, lo and behold, it's a, it's a goddamn underground fighting competition. <laughs> Exactly. It is underground fight night uh, or fight month here on, on the podcast. So here we go. And we see the quote unquote promoter, Joshua, uh, kind of just running the running the game there. You know, this isn't real high stakes stuff, but still not bad when you have nothing. And uh, Leon gets in on it, gets the name The Lion from Joshua. And uh, he has his first fight, Chad. And guess what? He wins it. Yeah, he beats the hell out of the guy. He does, and then they go to lunch. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's normal. Joshua uh, ends up kind of scamming a free free meal out of old Leon, but uh, gets to know that he wants to go to L.A. And he's, you know, I could get you there, but they first have to see the lady. Mm. But before, and- yes. Indeed, you were saying, you know, you were talking about the lady and, and rarely do we see the lady without her right hand man. Oh, yeah. Played Good old by man. a bulletproof action favorite, Mr. Brian Thompson. Uh, he is, you know, he's perfect. Uh, obviously from Cobra. Uh, I also remember him from his bug eating in Fright Night Part 2. Uh, yeah. Russell, Brian Very Thompson. recognizable face. Yeah, he has a... a uh, somebody once called him a boner face. I'm not going to oh. say who, uh, but uh, yeah, he's there. He meets him and he's like, okay, you know, why don't you come see us later? But you know, Joshua's persistent. If nothing else, he's persistent yeah. and he gets him in there and here we go. We're in a freaking parking garage, a very dangerous place in action movies, especially when there's an underground fight taking place in it. 
Exactly. Right. And it's not just, it's not just a, a, a parking garage, <clears throat> but now you add rich people that like to see poor people fight and you add fantastic Hollywood betting scenes, which, you know, it, I, yes. I know we like to talk about often. This movie has a bunch of them, but yeah, you combine those three, <laughs> three things together and you have a recipe for disaster. Yeah, there's betting. I like the guy later when he has like the Burt Sugar hat on. Uh, he's yeah, really good. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. The odds Brain. maker guy? Yeah. Brain, favorite parking garage fight scene. Go. Lion Ryan, favorite, <laughs> Ryan, favorite parking Ryan garage fight scene. Fight scene. Uh, you know, it's fight scene is very specific. Yeah, if you're going just parking garage or, scene. Or shootout. Or shootout. Fight scene, shootout. Yeah, you got Deathwish Four starts in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the fights. That, well, I just saw Blood Brothers has one. No retreat, no surrender. Three. Yeah. There's a How good about, uh, one. Good. Uh, what is it? The transporter <clears throat> is that the one that has? I don't remember. Uh, the Terminator the has a great, great chase shootout scene. Uh, Highlander has a wonderful sword fight. Oh yes, that would film. probably for, yeah, for that's fights, my number one. I would say you you are accurate there. Yeah, I hear a top ten list coming. Is what it sounds like. I you know that, <laughs> I that is that's run through my mind. Them. The most dangerous parking garages uh, list, and uh, yeah, I, I think a guy getting his head cut off would pretty much. That it's might pretty bad. It. And and you know what's funny is Russell takes him to this parking garage, and as Ryan said, you've got these rich people standing around throwing their money around. Uh, Pretending they're tough in front of their, you know, all their dressed little, in their finest, always in their finest, their money grubbing women that are uh, at their side. And, uh, you got people like, I don't know, is this the one with the roller skates or is that a different fight? One of them had people on roller skates, which that's, is great. That's I think that's the one with the cars. Okay. The there we go. But yeah, they get to meet Cynthia and they're kind of like, let's see what you can do. And then we get to meet kind of the reigning champion whose name is Sonny, which is like, I feel like that was like an early nineties, like kind of. Italian tough guy name. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, connected. he's probably connected. Right. Uh, yeah. And all in leather, leather jacket, leather white waistcoat on, which isn't yeah. as cool looking as you would think it might be. No, no. And yeah, he's, he's, we see him in action first to kind of establish that he is the man there. Uh, and yeah, the lady with the uh, kind of obnoxious dude gets some blood on her and she gets really into it. Yeah. On her tits. Yeah. <laughs> yes cleavage they're not like let's not no. give people the impression that she's just standing there topless tomato tomato uh so yeah so we we do that so leon gets to take on sunny uh and cynthia re renames him it's like he got called up from nxt and got a new name <laughs> so instead of just the lion no no it's lion heart they, they so drop part of your name though yes you know, it's so. reverse that's true if his name was yeah he should have shortened it but we've got uh you know it's a new era up up there in stanford so maybe they would extend it now uh lionheart and uh joshua basically oh yeah i'm your partner so we've got uh, a whole thing going on cynthia very confident in this newcomer because she bets on yeah. him with and uh sunny uh, has the line that he doesn't know if he wants to fight leon or fuck him Ooh. and uh well after the fight, he ain't going to be fucking anybody. No, I don't think I, he's going to need a, a few days of icing his genitals, I think, yes. um, to get that swelling down. Because I don't know, Brain, if you've ever been uh, punched directly in the genitals. 
No. Um, uh, and then tried to have sex. It's not good. No, no, that's yeah. At a, mm. I, I, it'd be interesting. I know. Typically, after one of those things happen, you're not exactly in the mood to do the second. But right, you know. that's what I'm. Yeah, I'm like I wouldn't even want to walk after that <laughs> happened. Let alone well, like, oh, let me try to please you, lady. No. When you get a big swollen member like that, you kind of want to put it to use. You want to show it off. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta use it. <laughs> this is as big as it's ever been. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Contusions uh, I, all over. Con- it. Contusions indeed. Spectator. So yeah, we get the loudmouth guy. Then he talks shit like. Uh, and, and Leon, you know, breaks one. There's not many rules in this game, but you you shouldn't really go after the people who are who are making this yeah, thing possible. Don't touch with the their, money. With their, yeah, don't touch the money. Joshua there diffuses the situation, uh, but Leon still has to hear about it from Cynthia after the fight. Yeah, and, and as much you know, Leon has has kind of fallen into some some seriously good luck when he met. Uh, Joshua, Joshua was able to get him to LA. Um, and then Joshua was able to, to, to hook him up with Cynthia to make some extra money to kind of do all these things or he's not in LA yet. Sorry, but he's going to be there. And, uh, he's, he's not that happy about his new friends at this point. No, he just wants to do what he wants to do, which I get it. It's a very stressful situation for him with his brother. But, uh, you know, a, a nice thank you would be good every once in yeah. a while. Without Joshua, he'd still be wandering around New York, most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In his bell bottoms. In his, in his, yeah, his sailor suit. Uh, so, yeah, Cynthia's like, oh, I could get you more fights. And he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He just wants to get to L.A., makes him stop the car. Uh, and they stop in a not, most, not a great part of town. It's a bad <laughs> part of town. It's rough. But Joshua, okay, we got to call a cab and get the hell out of here. Um, but unfortunately, the phone is on it. Must be on gang turf. Yes. Uh, because uh, Leon, Leon, not Leon, Leon and Joshua uh, get in a gang fight and do quite well for themselves. Uh, one of those one of those scenes that you couldn't shoot nowadays because you know gangs aren't really controlling phone booths on the corners anymore. Are you sure? Are they, Have, you they, Have you tried? Have you tried? I guess I didn't go too deep into the city, but I did not see any phone booths. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Uh, so we get that, uh, and this kind of bonds uh, Leon and Joshua a little bit. You know, Joshua. Got, you know, he's a, he's an old fighter, but he's still got some fight in him. Right, he's still got some fight in him, and, and you start to see a little bit of that. Uh, you know, I kick your ass, like Joshua. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to throw down. And then he also, you can tell that he knows what he has with Leon. Like he's got, this is his kind of big chance. Right. Like he, he can't let this slip through his fingers. So uh, he's willing to, you know, fight a gang of dudes. And, and of course he only fights one guy uh, and Leon beats the crap out of the rest of them, but still, you know, good, good team up. It really was. And so they now take that money that Leon won from his first two fights. They make it to LA um, but Leon, once they get, he's like, I'm not fighting when I'm out here. Just, you know, just so you know, the fighting's done. I, I just did that to get to LA and that was it. Um, but once he gets to the hospital, he finds out he is in fact too late. His brother had passed the night before. Um, he's very concerned. Like, did the police catch the guys who did this? And doctor seems to know that they did. And said, you really need to worry about the family because they have medical bills up the wazoo now. And really, no way to pay. 
And that's, you know what, that's a really interesting scene because most movies would go the other direction. You know, did they catch the men who did this to my brother? I don't believe so. Now the movie is a revenge tale. Right. And instead you get, now your brother's family has a stack of medical bills and he has to earn money to help buy a little girl bicycle and, and keep them in their apartment. I mean, it it really is a very different film than what it could have been. And you know what? I don't know if that was Sheldon Lettich's kind of part in this writing uh, process, but I feel like Van Damme, that seems like a very Van Damme thing to do, where it's kind of like thinking outside the box, you know? When, yeah, it's a very when noble did, purpose. Yeah, it, and it, it changes a lot about his character, you know? Like, yeah. instead of just being a fighter, he's like, he's something much more. And, and it, of course, it plays out throughout the film as well. But it's a, yeah, it's a very different kind of um, pathway that most action stars would take in a film. He really doesn't yeah. even want to be a fighter. It takes like three layers before he yes. finally is like, okay, this is my means to an end. Like you said, most movies now, like they, even if they play that angle once, the first time something happens, they go directly to fighting. But like yeah. he tells like multiple people no before he finally realizes, okay, I've got to do this. Yeah, it, it definitely adds a level of drama that I don't think we saw in prior Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I mean, he always had a, a reason, a good reason to fight, you know, blood sport. He was doing it to honor his, his Shidoshi. Uh, kickboxer really is more of the revenge tale because of what right. Tong Po does to his brother. So, and maybe that was part of it too. Why they like, okay, we kind of, he's been there and done that. This is going to be different. He's doing it for the most noble of reasons. And that's to help his family. You know, because obviously he certainly has some guilt for what's happened to his brother and does not want to let his his sister-in-law and his niece just be end up out on the streets. And we'll see right. that, too, when he, he does come across some homeless people uh, here in a bit. Right. And He's let's be clear. He's clean throughout the entire movie. Like the only like remotely anti-hero thing he does is when he grabs the guy at the at the undergrad in the fight in the parking yeah. garage. That's like the only real sketchy anti-hero type that you could even classify. Like everything else he does is like, you know, super baby face, I guess you could say. I, and and I want to be clear that being Van Damme's brother in a film is not a safe place to be. Like unless you're, unless you're Van Damme. It's like being uh, Charles Bronson's wife. Yeah. Oh God. That's there. You have no way out of that. I see another top 10 list coming. I mean, think of Bloodsport. It's essentially his, you know, not his, his biological right. brother, but yeah, it's his Shidoshi's son. And then you've got Kickboxer, obviously. You've got uh, you've got this film. Uh, I'm sure he has three or four brothers in Cyborg. I don't know. <laughs> but, we can make that up. <laughs> any relative of Liam Neeson in a movie is, is up there too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he took over for Bronson. Uh, he the, the baton was passed to him so now van or van damme leon is uh you know he doesn't know what to do he's kind of just wandering around joshua does catch up with him buys him lunch i think it's a cheaper lunch than what he did but that's fine um and, but joshua then ends up helping him find helene's apartment um so leon goes there to see her um ends up meeting his niece first She's playing out in the hallway and on the stairs because mommy is talking to the landlord and the landlord is not happy. Chad Cruz, you know what? He's a real, real jerk. Um, and Another of one of those heels that we don't see get theirs. 
Right. And and it would have been great if he had just tripped down the stairs or something, you know, on the ball that was bouncing around. But <laughs> yeah, he's he's screaming at her about overdue rent and I want it by Friday and it's got to be cash and, you know, low lifes like you or whatever he calls them. Yeah. That's why I, why I can't dead have beats. my elevator fixed. Yeah, deadbeats. Right. A great source of exposition. A yelling what a piece of trash. So, <laughs> in indeed. So, uh, <clears throat> Side note, Nicole, the young the young niece, is actually played by Ashley Johnson, who, to yes. bring it back around, played Ellie in the Last of Us video game, in case you're wondering. So. Oh, there you go. She Check was also in Growing Pains. Yeah, she was. Right this after this. This was her first movie. Right after this, indeed. So, uh, Helene, though, is, you know, now she's not in a very good mood, and she gets in an even worse mood because Leon shows up, and she's like, where the hell were you? We needed you. Right. days ago weeks ago whatever it was you know he's like well i did everything i could to get here but she's not having it she doesn't want him there she doesn't want him around her daughter and when he tries to give her money to pay for the rent she refuses it and says if you don't get out of here i'm calling the cops so leon poor leon is trying to do right and he just can't right. win it's another you know i think that these characters all make sense no one seems like that far out of left field it's like like she's obviously mad. She's upset. Well, she, and he, her, her husband just passed yeah. the night before. So yeah, she's, she's an emotional wreck. Right. And you can understand how, what, why she's coming from. And then of course, Leon, like she doesn't know what he had to go through to get there. Um, but she doesn't care. She's, she's a mess. So. Yeah. And she's probably, they probably don't have much of a relationship at all. So she only right. knows about him through his brother. And so, you know, she doesn't know everything they've gone through. All she knows is that when he needed him most, he wasn't there. So that's, that's about all that really matters to her. Now she wants to move on, not to deal with them. Totally understand. Yeah. Right. And we established now that Hartog and Mustafa have made it to LA and they're, they got it. They're kind of on a stakeout. They're holed up. They're checking things out. They're waiting because they know, oh, yeah, we're going to catch this bastard, this <laughs> deserter, this man who's gone Correct absent team. without leave. Um, so, but, you know, now Leon just wants to get drunk. Uh, and this is where Chad Cruz yeah. can relate to him the most. Yes. Um, yeah. Joshua, happy to oblige. And they go out to a bar, drink the night away. Uh, but now, you know, Leon's going to need a place to stay. Joshua's like, I've got a friend in town. We, we could mm-hmm. stay there. Uh, and what a swanky pad they go to. That's a hell uh, of a cut there. I, 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 I remember just wa- when I was watching, it was like such a jarring cut that he like, before his sentence is even finished, they're like in the hallway. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> it just caught me. It's been a hell of a jump cut. Yeah. And that friend, uh, Chad is, uh, not somebody who's a stranger to Leon. Mm-hmm. And he finds out the next morning. No. Yeah. Leon wakes up, you know, still in a bit of a daze from his uh, 14 shots of whiskey he had the night before. And he he looks over in his blurred vision and he sees a young blonde woman doing lat pull downs in a very skimpy 80s exercise suit. As one uh, does. As one does. (laughs) And then he realizes uh, as he sees, notices that it's Cynthia he realizes that he is completely naked. Oh. And as we find in most Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, he cannot in any way, shape, or form contain his ass in pants. I mean, and this is the one. 
I mean, this is the first one where that thing was all the way out. They teased it too. He 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 plays around with them sheets for like twenty minutes yeah. before they give you the, the the full shot. I mean, you get you get a little bit in Bloodsport. You get he's very cheeky in Kickboxer, but this yes. is full ass. This is it. This is full well, remember, ass. And remember when he did uh, you know Universal Soldier? Him or... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know whether to continue watching it. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, this it? one, yeah, this one, and then yeah, then he's like, I gotta up it for Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier, like he's bent over, literally bent <laughs> over in front of her face. Uh, it's classic. Yeah, so uh, this is definitely this. If if it wasn't already established that he was the ass man. Uh, this one certainly and, did it, and and you know what, brain. Sorry, but if you go if you go to the Bulletproof Media YouTube page, you'll find a uh, uh, montage video of, of Van Dam ass of Van Dam doing the splits. But maybe oh. I should have done a montage yeah. of Van Dam showing his keister. Yeah, that probably would have gotten a bazillion, <laughs> bazillion hits. Yes, views yes. out the wazoo. Uh, so we go right after the ass scene, we get a clothes shopping montage. I guess he just wore that robe to, to, the, to the shop, but you know, I'm sure it's one of those where you have to make an appointment anyway. Maybe he it. wore her exercise suit. Oh, that would have been nice. Uh, so they do a little clothes <laughs> shopping and we, you know, Cynthia, she's trying to mix some pleasure into this business, Ryan Campbell. That's right. She is. She's pretty thirst trapping for, um, mm-hmm. you know, if there was TikTok at the time, she'd have a whole bunch of Leon, you know, thirst traps on her TikTok feed. Um, but yeah, and then they, so they they bounce around a little bit. They end up having a, another weird sharp cut where they just have dinner for like three seconds and then shoots to the next thing. But yeah, they have a little bit of time to get dressed, and then uh, she she wants it. Yeah, I mean, we got Mustafa and, and Hartog looking for him, but she's looking. She's more concerned about his hard uh-huh. on. Oh, <laughs> that's good. There we go. That's Which he's not the, having it. He's not. That's a boy toy. why the people download. Yeah, he's not her boy toy. He's boy no heartbreak toy. kid. <laughs> he's no HBK. No, he's not. If you want, yeah, if you want a boy toy, go see Russell Boner Face Russell. Go see mm. him. Nothing says sex symbol like Brian Thompson. <laughs> he wants. Mind, he knows his brother's dead at this point, so like you know, uh, he's, yeah, uh, he can't have that in the back. Before he was very motivated to get to L.A. and take care of his brother. That's kind of all settled itself. He could have, you know, he had every opportunity to kind of settle down at this point. I, the French Foreign Legion is a very lonely place, I'm sure, and the way that Cynthia throws her her goods around, you know, I can't. I can't say that I would be so. Uh, you wouldn't have the yeah, willpower. Super noble. Hey, noble. Uh, the most noble yeah. character he's ever played in this film. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would agree. I would have, so made, the, a, I would have made a mess of that room. <laughs> on your own or with somebody? Well, both. Okay. So Helene, the next day, is walking to Coda School. We see that Hartog and Mustafa are watching, but Leon is watching as well from a distance. Um, then we see Helene at her fruit packing job. Um, and Leon, that's when Leon kind of sees her do that. And he probably is figuring there's no way that job's going to pay for everything she's going to need. Um, so he's kind of wandering around. That's when I, I had mentioned it earlier. He comes across the homeless family and gives them some money. Right. Um, and you got to believe. One of Ryan's got- observations here is that that basketball was cleaner than the people. Oh, thank you. Everybody loves the Ryan Campbell observations. Right. That was one I put down. <laughs> uh, 
So now Leon goes to Cynthia and is like, okay, I'll do it. And she gets all excited because <laughs> she's thinking, oh, yeah. yeah, he can't resist this Punani any longer. Yep. But uh, what he's talking about is, you know, I'll fight. Uh, fruit packing ain't going to pay the bills. I need to fight. I get but you know what, Will? She wants her fruit packed. Here she go. wants her fudge packed. Fudge packed. Indeed. <laughs> She wouldn't have to worry about babies that way, because um, <laughs> yeah, a woman oh, like her, she can't she can't get to settle down with the family. Down, right? That's, that's called the worlds to conquer. It's called the poop hole loophole. <laughs> Indeed, it is. So uh, he and he also wants her to set up a bank account for him under a fake name, and we'll kind of figure out why he's doing that in a bit. Um, and he needs a new place to stay because he's a fighter. And he needs to live like a fighter. It was kind of a throwback to Rocky three. I was going to say, yeah. he's watched enough Rocky films to know he can't get too high in the hog. You know, Rocky three, that's, that's what cost him the match with Clubber Lang because you know he's, where was he at? Like freaking Trump Plaza or something. Doing yeah. his, Fancy. His, uh, there, there was an orchestra playing and bubble machines and yeah, he, no, he needs to live like a fighter. So she arranges all that. Uh, and now we get his first LA fight. And it's a, this is a good one. It's against the Scottish dude, and it, it's a ring of cars. Oof. And I think WWE did this on a pay per view many years later. I, I think it may have been like JBL and Cena or something. They also did uh, it but, during COVID. They did it. Uh, in well, NXT. Yeah. they did that one. That's true. Yes. But did they do it with uh, a little actor? I know we've we've talked about a couple of the actors earlier, including Billy Blanks and that Greek dude. Uh, the actor who played the Scottish guy, Mr. Brain, do you know who it was? You know what? I did not uh, put that in my notes. Who was it, Chad Cruz? Yeah, I got you. His name was uh, Stuart F. Wilson, and that probably means nothing to anyone, uh, exactly. including me, until I looked up how and what films I might recognize him from. And he was played the cowboy dude in our last episode of the Bulletproof Podcast when we'd covered Blood and Bone. Oh, he was the cowboy and fighter. He was okay. How about that? I, huh? I would not have look at but you I, doing some research. Still underground fighting after all these years. <laughs> Indeed. But at I, least he uh, lost his skirt. I was kind of cheering for him because my Scottish heritage, I was kind of rooting for yeah, him. Naturally, bit. but it didn't work out for you, did it? It did not. No, he's not the Scottish psychopath. But... No. So also, that, that guy that brought a Chrysler to the underground fight ring. It was like Mercedes Bentley. And then there was just a red Chrysler there. Props to that guy. Luxury. <laughs> was it a town car? I don't believe Could it was. Been. It was oh. a fancier Chrysler, but still it stuck out amongst all the other fancy Mercs and stuff. So now we're going to find out what that money in that fake account was for, because Joshua poses as Mr. Eldridge. An insurance man who goes to Helene and comes up with this story that Francois had a secret life insurance policy. Something that a lot of husbands do because mm -hmm. they don't want their their spouse or the, their family to worry about. You know, or even have them have killed. Think about right, <laughs> right, yeah. If you have a wife that might be like, oh, you've got what kind of insurance policy? Uh, I think I might bump you off. I, uh, I but, didn't tell my wife about the one I just took out from my kids. So or my ex-wife, I didn't tell my ex-wife about the, the one I took out. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. She probably <laughs> doesn't. Most people don't. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've got this and she's very, you know, obviously 
grateful and happy that you know this finally some good news after all this the crap she's been through the past couple weeks um so that's that that's settled now we got the racquetball court fight just another a great practical use of that space i have to say as soon as i saw that I'm like that makes total sense that might be the most practical well thought out underground fight arena i've ever seen and I know right. this is one of the things you loved uh, love about this movie, Chad, is the fact yeah. that we do have these different. It's sanitary. Different it gives a good viewing experience. It it really is fantastic, and, and for us that grew up in in the era, uh, you know, when I was shit, I don't know how old I was, ten, twelve, when you know games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter came out, and it, you know you play Street Fighter, and every level is like a different environment, right? You got this environment for Dalsim and one for Blanca and one for Ken and Ryu and all that stuff. So it was like very, it, it just felt cool. Like it, it didn't really mean anything. We were fighting different environments, but it looked cool in the background. And that's how this movie feels. It feels like they're like, they're going out of their way to make everything unique. It, you know, we, we see the, like you said, the ring of cars and uh, even the underground, like car lot, like the, the garage looked cool, you know, with the cars in the background and, and, and of course the racquetball court, I mean, I'm not a big racquetball guy, but I would love to see it on the other side of the glass and watch two guys beat the shit out of each other. There you go. Good yeah. World building. world building. And the opponent there played by magic Schwartz, who, uh, you may remember as smasher and over the top. He was also, smasher. he was also in uh stone cold. He played stone, stone cold. cold. I was about to say that. Yep. And, Ooh. uh, he was in his first movie was grunt. The wrestling movie where he played mad dog, Joe DeCurso. Mm. It's a good wrestling so, name. It was, yeah. Um, so we've got that, uh, and then we we Hartog and Mustafa almost get Leon, but not quite, not quite yet. It's not quite time, but we have time for another Los Angeles fight. This time, Chad Cruz with uh, somebody we've seen before in a swimming pool. Indeed, another awesome fight scene in a cool, uh, unique area. We get the swimming pool fight with the, the babes walking around in bikinis and and the guys walking around taking bets. Not just like, bikinis, late eighties, early nineties bikinis. And they're like, like most of them are thong, silk thong bikinis. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, silk stocking style bikinis, pushing the limits of basic cable. <laughs> And, it, you know, you go from one scene of hard on looking for him to the uh, <laughs> bikini babes walking around the pool. And then you get uh, Van Damme jumping into the pool with his little weird swimsuit. Sid Vicious singlet on. <laughs> Sid, Sid Vicious. It was a workout outfit from Cynthia that you were talking about earlier, isn't it? I, it was very close. Hers w- literally went up her crack. So this was a, a slightly different one, but he might have had it, you know, somehow tapered out <laughs> he had it pulled out she had it shoved up her crack but he had it pulled out so she yeah, would have had to have a lot up that crack say, yeah you don't really know how to much cover his up. ass and Come on, Chad. and of course this uh <laughs> this swimming pool fight is not just you know one man we've got our buddy from only the strong paco christian prieto and he doesn't get to do much in the way of the fight it's not like he's like it's not a showcase fight right I feel like the, the Scottish guy had a pretty good little, you know, knockdown drag out fight. This one's a little more one-sided, but he gets some cool kicks in there. He gets to flip entrance. his hair, gets to flip his yeah, hair. He gets an say. awesome entrance. 
The big move was the hair flip out of the water. The hair flip was pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. All right. Chad Cruz titillated all around in this uh, mm. movie. Mm. Uh, so after that fight, Cynthia talks to Joshua about Helene and uh, wants to know who is she? And more importantly, is Leon fucking her? <laughs> Which that just completely disgusts Joshua. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you, woman? If she's even asking that question, it doesn't even matter at that point. She already sees her as a threat and yeah. troubles are brewing. That's a good point. Good point. So now we get uh, Leon jogging. He stops, sees Nicole on her new bike, uh, and that's where he gets nabbed. Uh, Hartog and Mustafa get him, go after him. They chase him into an alley, beat the crap out of him, end up breaking his rib. And that's not a good thing for a fighter, as we will find out. Um, they're about to like cuff him and and throw him the, get him get him back to the French consulate and get him back to North Africa for court martial. But it's Russell to the rescue after he mm-hmm. had just been told to keep an eye. So good thing old Cynthia uh, was jealous because she wanted to make sure that uh, they yeah. were being watched. And if she had not been, this movie would have been over. Again, she never turns on him, or uh, Joshua never turns on him like like Cynthia does. But still, at this point. Like the movie doesn't work for him. If these people aren't helping him all the way, like they're, they're funding him. They're giving him places to stay. They're helping him out. They're saving him from getting deported. It's kind of weird how, you know, until we find out, obviously what's going to happen a little bit that she is kind of really bad, but again, even, you know, being used in good ways, even, even, even then, you know, of course, in the end, she's not his friend as, as he might've hoped, but if he had been, you know, we talk about Russell, if he had been giving her the love muscle, then she might have stuck by his side. She might have not bet against him. She might have continued to back him. Whereas, you know, because he's not, you know, taking care mm-hmm. of her sexually, uh, she'll use him. She up stops. And, yeah. yeah. Even him and Russell share a little moment here where they're kind of like, let's just put all of our cards on the table and they kind of have a little moment and they're like, you know, thanks buddy. And then nothing, that's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't trust Bonerface. Uh, so, th- you know, that was a very close call there. So, again, we almost saw the end of the movie. So Joshua returns to Helene's apartment, you know, knocks on the door, says he's Mr. Eldridge. But now it's, we, we just got to, they're got to put all their cards on the table as well. So you need to talk to this man because he, look what he's doing for you. Look at what he is doing. So we finally kind of, they, they patch things up, Chad. Uh, and yeah. Leon kind of gets what he at least partially what he wanted. Um, he's got his family back. Yeah. It, it's another awesome scene that probably wouldn't be in a lot of movies because in most movies she would like, you know, accidentally find out at the end and be pissed off. But here they like go to her and tell her and essentially convince her. And she like, she gets it. She understands it. She appreciates it. And she accepts him. And now they're a family again. And he gets a taste of what he could have. And he has desire to not only, you know, continue on with this relationship that he's developed, but like to get that one big fight in. Now he's like super motivated, not just by money, but by his family. So it's different than, you know, most movies where he's like, I have to make this money or I have to, you know, like, no, he's got to win for them. It's almost one of the more like reasonable action movies I can remember. Because how many times do we watch a movie and you're just screaming at the TV how stupid everyone's being? And you're like, just talk. If everyone would just talk, 
you know, yeah. it would solve a lot of this. And you see that here, like they just talk and she, and you know, she gets it at that point and they make up and we move on. And I'm like, that's like one of the more reasonable, you know, circumstances we've seen in an action movie in this one. And kudos to, you know, Harrison page playing Joshua. Like he really does kind of eat up every scene he's in. Like he's, he's, he, he holds a lot of this movie together. Yeah. He's kind of the engine that keeps this thing going the whole time. Uh, and yeah, he, he's the first one. If he didn't read, you know, without him, none of this happens. Like Ryan course, said, Leon's just wandering New York. Yeah. And of course, everybody's motivated by money or power or whatever it is. But maybe he would have wandered New York until he found a friendly pretzel uh, guy. And yeah, Park that's, and that, that can him. happen. That's true. I've seen that happen before. Hey, Hark! Uh, so what we see now, though, is Cynthia and Russell watching a tape of Attila. That's Ooh. right, kids. I said tape. And uh, they're watching it. And it's Attila. He's a real he's a born killer, says Russell. Um, she must have watched that tape a lot because it's pretty shitty by the time she shows. the. Well, show. I think she yeah. did a little something. She put a <laughs> magnet on it or she something. Put a magnet on it? Yeah, I, exactly. yeah. I had a tape like that when I was a kid, too. But we know why yours <laughs> wore out, you sick son of a. So, yeah, and they're not watching alone. They got old Hartog or Hardon, as Chad would call him, and Mustafa <laughs> there. Um, and somehow she convinced them, like, hey, this fight, we got to get this Attila Leon fight in. And then uh, whatever's left of them, you can have them. You can take them as soon as the fight's over. I'll be done with them. He's all yours. And they're like, hmm, well, can we watch this fight? Well, sure you can. Ha ha ha. All right. So it's a good time for everybody. Leon and uh, Joshua have now moved Helene and Nicole out of that rat trap apartment with that bastard landlord. <laughs> and they're into their place now. And they went some grocery shopping and they come back. With freaking Hostess cupcakes, mm. no pants that we saw, but I, uh, no, but Hostess cupcakes were there, and I'm that. This is one of I believe I used that as one of the one I did a twenty reasons why you rock Lionheart. Most definitely, Hostess cupcakes was one of those reasons. You know uh, what but, that spotlights for me though, Brain? What's that? It's very difficult in certain neighborhoods in certain cities to find fresh fruits and vegetables and healthy options for children. And grown up yeah. like, well, that's why she says, you know, I better bring some stuff home from work at the yeah, fruit packing thing because yeah, good all they her. brought was was yeah garbage convenience store food probably. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's a good observation, Chad. You know, Thank food you. deserts are a real problem in this country, I, especially in the cities. I I spend a lot of time fighting diabetes. Not yeah. personally, but not personally. Other people. Yes. <laughs> you don't meet yes. you don't meet diabetes in a parking garage <laughs> and fight it. Bring it on. It's Chad versus Wilfred Brimley <laughs> for the Diabetes Championship. <laughs> you can't win. Uh, so we've got, uh, yeah, we the family time is interrupted though because Cynthia is there. She's there to pick up Leon and Joshua. They're going to go to this party that's basically just to hype up Attila versus Leon with some interested investors. Hey, Brain, why do you keep barking? Uh, it's not me. That's coming from Ryan Campbell's side. Oh. Damn of it. the thing, my dog is just over here chewing on everything. Uh, yeah, he has a problem now where when I start talking, <laughs> either on like on a work call, he just decides he wants to bark. Yeah. So, uh, so we got the investors. Uh, Clement von Frankenstein is the main one. Uh, he just has he just has an awesome name. That's the that's, that's the actor's name? name. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, uh, he's that. pretty awesome. Uh, but he's just like investor, and he doesn't have a character name. Yeah, uh, he's in life with that name. 
Oh, yeah. So they're watching Leon's fight against the Scottish guy when they show up at the party. And they're like, oh, look, at you're great. Blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, let's watch the Attila tape. But when it gets to where Attila's got a lot of offense, suddenly the tape goes all, looks like a Chad Cruz tape. Yeah. They don't even question Uh, it. And they're just they're like, ah, oh, turn, the, turn this shit off. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> hey, thanks uh, for so, bringing us 10 seconds of tape to us. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's just like, ah, I'm here to entertain my friend Let's Leon. Let's put all of our money on this. Right. So Cynthia clearly is up to something at this point. Um, we then see the arrival of Attila, Abdel Kisi himself. Looking like a heel. Uh, Oh, he looks, he's, he's maybe one of the best, oh. most imposing villains Van Damme ever fought. And he plays, doesn't he play Khan in uh, The Quest? The Quest, yes. Yeah, so he's also awesome in that. Yeah. Uh, and looks completely different. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, we see that. Meanwhile, we also see the flip side with Leon spending the day with his family. And you can see he's favoring that broken rib as mm-hmm. he's playing with his niece. Um but now it is about time for the big we'll fight. See. We get a great, great song. No Mercy by Bill Ray. Just Rarely one of those. Film with a great theatrical cinematic score, but then also like licensed music as well. It's a nice com- combination. You That's get this. Uh, you get this one. It's just like, this is kind of more of what we're used to in the Van Damme music world with, right. with Kickboxer and Bloodsport. Um, and the gambling action on this is hot and heavy. I mean, it's a, a zoo there. You got Burt Sugar Man and uh, all these guys just running around taking bets from all over the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is going to be, this is the fight. This is the big one. Which I don't um, see any cameras like they're live streaming it or multicasting. So how maybe, somebody had, streaming. maybe somebody had their iPhone out. In 1991. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Steve has, Jobs may have been, Jobs. Steve Jobs may have been there. Among the rich and famous. And he was like, let me test this thing out. Let me test this new product I have out. Yeah. Seeing the evolution of the betting scenes in this, in this film was one of the small treats though. It was good. Yeah. So Joshua goes, you know, you, you would assume this is going to be like the pre fight pep talk. uh, He's going to have with Leon. Um, Leon tells him, Hey, I took all my money out of the bank. I put it all on me. Hell yeah. Which you bet on yourself, bet, bet on yourself, people. Uh, that's great advice by, from Jean-Claude there. And uh, But now we also find, Joshua finds out, Leon is hurt. He's got a broken rib, and he is really naive about Cynthia because he's like, oh, I could take Cynthia away from this life. <laughs> Which, again, goes to what Ryan was, you know, he's just such a good guy. It's like he he's not cynical at all. He's just, he sees good, and he wants to do good, and... Uh, Leon. Who do you think he has to thank for that? Do you think he has the Foreign Legion to thank for that? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. His parents. Maybe, Maybe they instilled parents. in him a certain discipline, honor, integrity, intensity, you know. intelligence. Intensity, intelligence. Three eyes. Maybe Kurt yes. Angle helped him out. Maybe I don't he did. Know. And you know what? You know who else bet on himself, Mr. Brain? Uh, Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. Anniversary day, baby. Yeah, absolutely. As we record this, we are celebrating Over the Top's anniversary. Tomorrow, Valentine's Day, Delta Force's anniversary. Damn, dude. What a good week. Indeed. So it's uh, so after that talk, Joshua has a little talk with Cynthia and wants to know who she's betting on. And, of course, she's 
oh, well, who would you think? Look at the, these odds. Ha ha ha. And he doesn't trust her, though, because he's dealt with this woman before. And he's kind of been screwed over by this whole fight scene, which is why he's walking around with a limp. Um, but then she turns it on him. Well, who are you going to bet on, old Joshua? And now that he knows what he knows, hmm, it becomes quite interesting, to say the least. Out, the story Indeed. within the story. And you know what? The other story within the story, his limp, I think it was probably from diabetes. <laughs> he didn't win the fight. I saw how he shopped. Well, there you go. Uh, Chad Cruz always looking out for the health and well-being of everyone. Yep. So we get uh, we quickly see Helene and Nicole. They're packing because once Leon gets done with this fight, they're out of there. They're getting the hell out of the city. They're going to start a new life somewhere. So we cut back to the fight. And, and again, we, this is where we get the no mercy playing. And we see old Ludwig Borga working security. He hated pollution and he hated America and he was Finnish. What a disappointment he was. He was, he, they had high hopes, but didn't, didn't pan out. And the man himself was a bit questionable, uh, in some of the things he believed in. So, you know, we won't get into that, but yeah, it's kind of a tennis court is the venue. It's, it's got the tent thing going on. Um, and whoa, they, they're really, you know, now they're rich people sitting down, not just standing around like a bunch Oof. of morons. They're sitting down, they're relaxed, they're getting ready. And this fight goes and it gets off to a good start for Leon, but it's just one shot to the ribs and Attila knows he has them. That's right. That's yeah. Attila's game. He lets them kind of get some confidence going, lures them into a false sense of security, and then pours on the offense. We he call does. that wrestling world a cutoff brain. Way to just pull that curtain back. Kayfabe, oh, dog. Killing the magic. <laughs> yeah, you're killing the magic. Who taught you that? Moxley? Get out of here. <laughs> no, he taught me how to blade. Uh, well, that, that, that I believe. Uh, you know, Joshua at this point is like, you got to just stay down, man. But Leon's like, if I stay down, I lose all the money that I bet on myself. But at this point, he's figured out He's seen Cynthia's true colors. I don't know exactly how, but he has. Um, and uh, Joshua. This dude's going to kill your ass. Don't you know that? He says oh. that about 52 times. And he, it's he's so awesome. Good. He's completely pivoted into corner man <laughs> role now. It's, yeah. His evolution and, in the film. He's completely different than the person we meet at the beginning of the film. He is. Person. He really, yeah. He definitely changes the most. And uh, yeah, because he could have just been a, a grifter guy trying to take advantage of him. And, and that's what it seems like at first. But they pitch he, him out. Yeah. he genuinely, you know, grows to care about mm-hmm. Leon and his family. So, um, you know, Attila's to- in total control, just punching the shit out of, of Leon. And the uh, editing, and, and, and sorry, the, the editing is so good, and and I have to think that Van Dam had a had a hand oh, in this editing, absolutely, because he loves that shit, and nobody takes a beating like Jean Claude Van Damme. Many many action stars will not take this kind of beating. You know, Jason Statham is not going to get the shit kicked out of him. You know, Seagal is not going to get the shit kicked out of him. No, Van Dam will literally get the crap beat out of him by everybody in the movie. The Scottish guy beat the snot out of him, like, but he always wins. You know. That's what he does. Maybe face is only as good as he can sell. Amen. And uh, again, now Josh was like, just stay down. And then he has to admit it. Like, 
I bet on Attila, I'll split what I win 50-50. And that's when mm. this thing just turns into the greatest <laughs> bit of Van Damage I've ever seen. Because Van Damme hits the line. Wrong bet. Old Von Frankenstein starts the slow clap. So that good. music begins to swell. Lionheart! We get the comeback of comebacks. Attila does the Hogan point, but it don't do shit because you're a heel. That only works if you're a baby face. <laughs> Russell, you. Russell eats a kick, which Joshua just freaking loves, as does everybody watching. I mean, the music is perfect. I this is probably my favorite fight of Jean-Claude Van Damme. This, the, the, everything about it, the editing, the music, everything is perfect here in this fight. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. It, it's even more incredible after you just describe it to me. Lion <laughs> Hot! Uh, again, is it Josh really Von Frankenstein or is it Von Frankenstein's <laughs> monster? No, he's actually he's Von the Frankenstein. Doctor. Okay, good. It's so clear. It's... It's very one from this moment. It's absolutely one sided, and I guess all he needed was that one little nudge, because <laughs> he turned it on. And it's, it's it would have been funny at the end if we would have found out that Joshua didn't actually bet on Attila. He just knew that that's what would get him motivated. <laughs> been Maybe, good. yeah, that would have been. So Leon does eventually show mercy, even though the song told us not to show any. Um, <laughs> Hartog and Mustafa take custody. Um, Cynthia's trying to get the hell out of there, but uh, she made the wrong bet for sure. And the and the house would like to see her because right. she owes them quite a bit of money. Some other can we talk about on the radio there? Don't let yes, that bitch leave. She's on her way in right now. <laughs> can can we talk about as Leon standing there with Attila in his grasp, ready to just deliver the final blow, and she's in the background just breathing heavily. Mm, her bosom, bosom was heaving. Bosom yeah, heaving. I love that scene. That's just so good. It's so ridiculous. That's why it's good. He slowly turns the head to her. Yeah. She knew her go goose <clears throat> was cooked. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So Mustafa and Hartog do allow Leon to go and say goodbye uh, to his family and try to explain to, to Nicole what's happening here. But uh, she, you know, she's a kid. She doesn't understand that. She's not no, having no, it. She he doesn't just explain it to her. He literally, I, I wrote it down. He says, sometimes life is not fair. It's stupid. And it's mean. Does that sound yes. pretty familiar to a quote that, you know, brain? Oh, does it ever life sucks. And then you die. <laughs> but you don't want to say that to a young kid. Uh, no, so I like I like Van Damme's I, I like I like Van Damme's approach for to dealing with children. Uh, so you know Joshua promises, hey, I'll take care of the you know I'll take care of them. Don't worry. Um, and uh, we get uh, <clears throat> Van Damme's or Leon's put in the car. They like really speed away. Like what the hell was yeah. the rush? Uh, but then, like, they go, around the, like a month. <laughs> they go around the corner and, and Hartog, like, get out, get what, what's happening here? I don't know why they even feign this, why they pretend to do this. I, did they just want to see if he'd cooperate? What were they trying to pick a fight with him? What, what do you maybe think the motivation the final, was? Well, maybe that was the final test to see if he would, like, they've, They've seen his nobility. It's turned. It's changed their hearts, but they need to see the last little step. Will he really give himself up and come back with us and make the ultimate sacrifice? And when he does that, that's they're like, all right, that's it. You know, you're good to go. And I think that you know they're 
they they go to the fight because they want to see him get his ass kicked and then they want to take him back to be court-martialed. But they see the way that he fought. They see that he was being, they had scumbags trying to under underhand shit on him and and then they respect the man. They see like he just, the spirit of a, of a warrior and then the way he dealt with the family and the kid, they hear all this stuff. Then like Ryan said, he gets in the car and he's ready to take his medicine and go back. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, he's back, to, you know, they're brothers in the French foreign legion and now he's back in the brother status. So they open the door and let him if out. They can change brain. We can all change. <laughs> they they right. sure can. So he goes running up that hill <clears throat> and we get the hand and Nicole still looking out the door. She never gave up hope in the five seconds. He was gone. Uh, and we get, we get our happy ending. <clears throat> what a fantastic film. Uh, again, I, I think I mentioned this on our last show. You think about the great Jean-Claude Van Damme films and, 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 and Bloodsport, obviously, and Kickboxer come to mind. But uh, the more I see this one, I think Lionheart's his best work. Every time I see it, it, it just is another, it, like, uh, this is it. This was his pinnacle. Right. It, and- it certainly checks all the boxes, but it, it kind of does them in a different way and kind of you know, circumvents some of the, the the ways that you anticipate or that you think things would go. And some of that is because we're watch, we're going back years later. And uh, it's kind of funny when you watch movies that start trends that you've seen for forever, but it does, you keep thinking it's going to go one way. And even though like the plot may seem pretty formulaic, the way in which it does it and the way that the characters interact with like the story is, is all done in a really smart, practical, realistic way that you, you that you buy. It's really enjoyable. Yeah, it's a much more grounded film than, than most of his other ones. You know, there's no one, there's no super villain that's killing people and dropping bombs or shooting his family in a car or mm-hmm. raping his girlfriend. Or it, 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 there's none of that happening. It's just like a bunch of rich people who want more money and more power, and they're using him as a pawn to fight. But at the same time, he's just pretty accurate. <laughs> he's trying to raise money to to protect his family, like. It, it, it's a much more grounded film and, and I, I can't lie, dude. I, I, I've seen this movie 50 times probably over the years and uh, it was on rotation when I was a kid and and uh, I was just watching last night and buddy, I, I had some, my eyes were watery. I was watching oh, yeah. this last like it's, four it's, minutes. It. I was like, holy shit, dude. You, you know, yeah. it's part of it is I'm damn near 40 and I'm, you know, got kids of my own and a family and stuff. So it hits different than it did when I was, you know, 16, just, throwing fucking kicks in my living room, but just fighting diabetes, just, just fight diabetes. Now I'm fighting diabetes every day, baby. But it's like, uh, yeah, the movie, it, it pulls strings that most of his other films don't pull. And it, it does things that, you know, when you watch double impact, you're not going to get this heartfelt no talk with no. a five-year-old. You know what I mean? It's just very different. Right. So in, in that way, I think it's, if it's not his best, it's, it's right there. Yeah, I was so excited to talk about this one. Uh, you know, I I liked when we we talk about stuff I've never seen, but th- this is one of those ones I'm like so glad we took the time to go back and revisit because I don't need an excuse to revisit it. So you give me one, it's even better. Um, I wonder a little bit what was the reaction like in '91? Because I mean, at that point, there were certain expectations you had going into a film like this. You know, for things like violence. <laughs> language nudity whatever like there was there was expectations you had 
and the movie definitely didn't, and in a positive way, I think, but it definitely didn't deliver on a lot of those things. So what was like the initial reaction, you know, in 91 when it came out of either, you know, brain, do you remember like when it came out? Or, I mean, I'm just curious. It was just another, I mean, to me, it, it was just another great film from him. Like he was just on a hot streak. I mean, yeah. Bloodsport kicked it off, made him a star. Kickboxer proved it wasn't a flash in the pan thing. And he just kept building on that resume. Uh, you know, it, it didn't seem anything anything spectacular at the time. It just was like another awesome Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. It's like you just kind of expected it at the time. Mm-hmm. I think now in retrospect, you look and see how much different it was yeah. than his other movies. At the time, it was just like, okay, what's uh, you're almost like, oh, that was awesome. What's the next one now? And I think that I think that he did the you know the tournament fighting movie with Bloodsport. He did kind of the uh, futuristic movie with Cyborg. The Cyborg, right? He he did the shoot 'em up with Double Impact. He you know he does this movie, which is more grounded, right? It's underground fighting that was huge in the early '90s. So there's a million of this movie. So I think that you know for that seven or eight years, you had all these flicks that were other actors doing a similar thing. So. Uh, I just think he does it better than most. Ryan, is was this your first time watching it? Uh, it was. I thought I thought I'd seen it before, and it's uh, I. But it was one of those ones where I was actually watching, and I was like, "Yeah, I've never seen this before." So yeah, it was the first time I've seen it. Well, then I'm glad you watched this one because it is definitely something special. And yes, Chad Cruz has officially been kicked off here. We'll be back. We'll get Chad back, and then we'll wrap things up here on the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, and Ryan Campbell here with the Bulletproof Podcast, and we're about to wrap things up. But before we go, I want to talk about social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Bulletproof Pod and at Bulletproof Action on Facebook and Instagram. I always try to update the Instagram throughout the week. You never know. We're we're always celebrating something. You mentioned it earlier uh, over the top, Chad. And, of course, I mentioned Delta Force. So you never know what we're going to be plugging over there. but I'd like to plug an appearance I did on the jacked up review show. I actually recorded this some time ago, but it's finally getting released. Uh, the talking to Cam Sully about the career of Carl Weathers. One of my all time. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't imagine them finding someone better to have on that particular show. And so, yeah, definitely some action Jackson, some street justice some predator and much, much more. A good I stew. Also, I also want to talk about uh, a recent Geekscape podcast. Our friend Jonathan London interviewed bulletproof action favorite Casper Van Dien. What's a what's your favorite movie from Casper Van Dien not called Starship Troopers? You know what? I think the one I just reviewed, uh, The Tracker. I yeah. really enjoyed that one. Uh, it was probably it was a great use of Casper, and uh, yeah, I would say. I would say right now the track. I never have seen his Tarzan film, which is something yeah, that me bothers either. me. Uh, that yeah. that needs to be seen and probably covered on our site. You know, I've got a real big hole in my Tarzan watching catalog. Yeah, uh, I, I remember watching the, the the old black and white ones as a kid with my dad, and then I don't know. I saw the Christopher Lambert one, and then I don't think I've seen one since. I saw Tarzan in Manhattan with Joe Lara. Oh yeah. To, to, yeah. I that counts. Right. For the site. Speaking of the site chat, before we go, I, I did, I meant to say this at the top when we were talking about the site, uh, 
I uh, made, you know, after Blood and Bone, I, I got on a Michael Jai White kick. Good for you. And I decided, foolishly, perhaps, to watch Welcome to Sudden Death. Oh, God. And uh, Have, have mercy say, on you. I want to say that your review of that film was as spot on as possibly any review on our site has ever been. Every Everything I was thinking, you had put in your review. Really? Yeah, just all was, the stupidity. I was pretty inebriated when I wrote that. Freaking janitor guy who was a oh, it was bad um i, I should have watched i should have watched black dynamite that movie all oh, black dynamite's amazing yeah that movie's a tough watch black dynamite yeah. fantastic it was it was so yeah again people bulletproofaction.com sometimes chad cruz knows what the hell he's talking about um i also want to talk about our good friend paul london who i i got to spend a little bit of time with recently when he was in town uh, you know he has a, a little movie podcast he's been doing uh called cinemarks which is a, a beautiful name that i wish i thought of uh and he's covering my bloody valentine this week which oh. makes sense because it's valentine's day the original the, he's doing the original yes okay perfect so uh he's doing that so you could check that out I, i'll probably put a link uh, on our page for that uh and do you know what we're going to do next time here on the on the podcast jack Cruz? we, we talked about it last time but we're, we're just going to get right to it yeah, and I'm very excited for this, and I'd like you to talk about it a little bit. It is Surf Ninjas, which I have never seen in my life. So really? this is going to be a first time watch for me. Oh, I know man, you're excited about it. Staple. Yeah. yeah. Was, again, you have to remember, as Chad would tell you, when that was your childhood, I was 52. Yeah, I remember was the Surf least. Ninjas trailer ran before my Turtles VHS just about every single time. And I had uh, – I used to uh, – my best friend when I was a, when I was a kid – uh, his name was Mike. I used to spend the night at Mike's house like three nights a week and uh, had this huge basement that we could so much room for activities in this basement. <laughs> yes. And he had like a pull out bed and we, you know, we put a movie in, we'd fall asleep with these movies on. We'd watch, you know, aliens and predator and all kinds of awesome shit. And he had this one VHS tape and it had surf ninjas on it. And it had uh, a Dana Carvey movie where he's like an undercover guy. He's like always in different disguises and stuff. Master of disguise. No, 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 wait, no, he's not disguised. He's like, he he loses his memory. That's what it is. I'm going to tell you a story about that movie. I went up to Niagara falls with some friends and they all got drunk and were passed out in our cheap motel room. And I just had this TV on and that movie was playing at like two o'clock in the morning. I have seen parts of that movie like subconsciously half asleep like 50 times, yeah. you know, because it played after Surf Ninjas on the VHS tape. So it just would just play all night till it, till it ran out and turned off, you know. Yeah, we got we got back to the motel. Well, the two were really drunk. And why, the, here's the thing I always wondered. We put them in the bed. And I was sleeping on the fucking floor. I'm like, I should have put the oh, drunk person on the floor because they wouldn't know the it. difference anyway. Yeah, right. right. They don't feel a thing. But anyway, when we got there, we turned on the TV oh. and there was a, some sort of documentary oh. about a vagina. And okay. then it was followed by the Dana Carvey movie. So uh, that's where I'll always associate uh, that with the drunken escapades oh. of Niagara Falls that I was kind of involved with, but not directly. And vaginas. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. Surf Ninjas, Turtles 2, and Three Ninjas was like the ultimate 90s kid yeah. ninja triple feature. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it next next time, but a biz- very bizarre B 
bit of casting with uh, Rob Schneider in Surf Niches. He looks like a giant in this movie because everyone's so short. <laughs> Maybe that's what his agent sold him on it for. Like, you can actually be a big man in this movie. Like, you're going to be tall here. Yeah. And, and uh, we will be joined by our good friend, the toy man. Christy Petrillo to talk surf ninjas that will be next time here on the bulletproof podcast. But Brian, I want to thank you. I'm glad you got to experience Lionheart for the first time and talked with us about it. Yeah. Well, I always enjoy when you give me a recommendation that that's about, you know, it's rare that it's a miss. So I I thank you again for opening my mind to new things. I I do my best. Uh, Chad Cruz, of course you bring the heat every time on this, this show. I'm full of hot air. You are. I agree. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. Right, Remo? Remo signs off. Remo signs off. Don't you know? (laughs) See you, everybody. listening to the Geekscape Network.